Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Hello and welcome to another episode of Idleman Unplugged. I am your host, Luke Duncan, and on this episode of the podcast, Pastor Shane and Pastor Abram Thomas discuss hot topics and current events recorded live at Westside Christian Fellowship. This is part one of two, so be sure to listen to the other half after you've finished listening to this episode. You can also find the full Q&A on Pastor Shane's YouTube channel under the same title. We hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. So number one, about heavy music. Can I listen to hard music like Metallica? Or I guess you could put in their rap, right? You know, uh, can, I, can, I, can I listen to these things? And I want to put up a picture. I don't know if, if, if we got it up there in time. I sent it to Levy this week of uh, me and my battle is with the old Shane. Mm. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, oh, you guys forgot to load it. That's okay. I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll send it out an email or something. Um, <laughs> but actually, if you, if you Google, uh, you know, picture my name and stuff, you'll come up, you'll see it. I was, I was a big bodybuilder and uh, that was, that's who I have to fight against uh, daily yeah. is the old man. And so, um, as he's looking for the picture, if we do find it, can I listen to, let's just put secular, let's put rap. Can you, of course, but should you know, mm. you shouldn't because it, and I just had a guy in Los Angeles came up. So, so I have to stop listening to Metallica. He actually asked the same question. And, um, that was actually probably one of my favorite bands in the 1990s. I remember all master puppets and it was probably the greatest band ever. And as far as heavy metal, I still have those lyrics, darkness imprisoning me absolute horror, but, 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 but see, I can, you, you, your mind is there if you keep entertaining those thoughts. And, um, and so it's not wise. Like I'll, I'll go somewhere sometimes, maybe at a gym very rarely. And then they, you know, that they come on, I'm like, man, pumped up. I can work out better, but that's, that's not the right, the old flesh, you know, the old man. And so secular lyrics, uh, music, can you Christian Liberty? You can, but should you? You know, finally, brethren, whatever things are pure and honest and noble and upright, meditate on these things. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they found it. So 1991, I don't know how old I was, 21, 22. That's who I have to battle against. That's my battle is the old chain knocking on the door. Remember the good old days? Mm. Oh, the, he'll, he reminds you of the good old days, but not the bad old days. Mm-mm. And uh, so anyway, I, I think, you know, if you have any thoughts on that, but it, well, the, whatever the lyrics are, the lyrics are, you know, going to shape the way you think. Yeah. There's just no way around that. I oh, you did on that one? I agree. Stuff? That's, okay. that's simple. I know your struggle is Metallica. And Mine is the, I like the M- rap. Eminem, too, though, M&M back in the 1990s. And 50 Cent and all that. That's, that's what yeah. I listen to. But you're right. It's the spirit, uh, the lyrics. Um, a lot of those guys are really open to where they get those lyrics. They either on True. cycle, yeah. um, you're on drugs or they're, you know, under the influence of something else. Yeah. And they go and they make those lyrics. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. 
Okay. We shouldn't. And you guys can listen to that interview I did with John Cooper of Skillet, uh, you know, for some of that, um, you know, because I, I like when I'm working out something a little bit more than mm-hmm. a worship, <laughs> you know, just, you know, something, something more intense. So but I don't think guitars are necessarily easy. Can I say something too? I think yeah. that um, when you remove this from your life, this is when I got rid of it, you know, Christian or no, when I got rid of rap in my life. I there was a void there. So oh, yeah, for sure. Every time that I would hear those songs, you know, it would draw me kind of back into it. Um, so I want to say this to those who may be, you know, struggling with that right now is try to find good replacements. Um, like I love rap, so I listen to Christian rap. Um, KB. Oh, KB. I send songs to Pastor. He got a few on the radio, which I'm thankful for. I got in the car the other day and KB was on our, our station and, and I, I was pumped I about it. that. I liked it. <laughs> and uh, so you can't just remove, you'll leave a void. Replace it with something God honoring. So I want to encourage you. They're, they're a good Christian uh, rock, metal um, bands that you can listen to, that you can replace um, and whatever you like. I think there's good alternatives. Absolutely. Uh, and if you want to springboard off that, just text us. Okay, let's get this picture off. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'll let you get this one for sure. Uh, hmm. Boy, it's, it's, it's interesting times because we've never been in a place like this with not only the stock market, the world economy, the, the, the economy around the world. Uh, if you've been following a lot of the international news, like Cyrilinka, uh, how do you pronounce that? Cyrilinka? Oh, Sri Sri Lanka. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And Egypt and what's happening in in Africa and this food shortage is going to hit them pretty, pretty hard. Uh, we, we, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg of a lot of things economically would happen. You see Europe's falling apart with the prices. And uh, and so I, I here's what I do. I would do whatever you can do. Um, what's, what's wise, you know, if, if you start living in fear and buying dehydrators and storing up a year's worth of food and a bomb shelter and, and, and you're just living by fear, mm. uh, because I think God's going to care for the single mom with two kids who can't stockpile a lot of food, Amen. you know? So my thought is use wisdom. If you want to, you know, put some food aside, nothing wrong with that earthquake, even extra water, have those things. Um, so I think it's all the attitude behind it. If I'm doing it because of fear and I don't trust God and I'm worried about everything, then that, that's not healthy. But if I just want to, hey, I think, I think a full pantry going forward, you know, might not be a bad idea. Some of that, they sell some of that food the last 25 years, you know, you get it in buckets and hikers use it. Uh, it's, it's, it's all, it's sealed. And so it doesn't yep. go bad for a while. I mean, if you can afford some of that, I think it would be wise. Uh, we definitely have some extra, but probably not. Uh, enough long term, oh, yeah. you know, just enough to where grocery store shut down, uh, run on the banks where, you know, did you know if, every, if a lot, not even everyone, if half of you decide to pull your money out, the banks don't have it. Mm. They don't have enough. They don't have all of our funds sitting in the bank. That's what a run on the bank is. Too many people pulled out the cash more than what they had in reserve. So yeah. I think it's just be good, good to be cautious and careful and, and, and have some supplies if you can. I agree. Yeah. All right, that was an easy one. Mm-hmm. Next question. Oh, goodness. This is Pastor Abel's question. <laughs> I can help How about I'll that. briefly sum up the church's position yeah, and then you can add, I can to, add, it. add to it? Um, yeah, this is interesting because you might not know, but you know, a couple people left the church, and I knew it happened when we appointed uh, Madeline uh, to help out with worship. 
It's just the way it is. Even though I explain it, that she's underneath the elder, she runs the songs by us, we handle any disciplinary action. She actually just does the schedule and helps lead some Sundays and Wednesdays, not usurping the authority of the man, not overseeing mm. men, but people, I guess they didn't like my ex- explanation of it, but oh well, that's what it is. So in the Bible, we just see a woman usurping the authority of the man. She's a spiritual leader. We don't see that's a biblical model. Amen. So we believe, I mean, they can serve in all areas within the church as long as they're not usurping the authority, the spiritual covering over the man. So that would be definitely not elders or pastors. Uh, just even the word pastor, what that what that denotes is somebody in spiritual leadership. Yes. So we 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 see women operating in all their giftings. God often called a, a prophetess oh, yeah. uh, in the Bible that were female. Uh, but if they're over the men, that's where uh, we don't we don't we draw that line. And so we don't see Madeline over the worship team. Uh, she she helps direct the songs and. What about these songs? What do you guys think of this? We meet the people who are doing the auditions. If somebody has to be reprimanded or talked to, then it's us who handles them. They, yep. she, it, it comes underneath the, the elder uh, rule. But some churches have a worship pastor, and I think that's where people got confused. Got but we don't have a worship pastor because we see it as one worship service. The worship pastor doesn't say, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. <laughs> no, we see it's us as running the whole service. From the moment that we open that door to the moment we close, we want to be make sure that we're fostering that environment of revival, repentance from the prayer. We, we oversee the prayer room. We oversee the worship. Um, and so uh, we, we see in all capacities, except when they're over the men. Uh, now, children's ministry, you know, can uh, Carrie and Phil run that? Mm-hmm. And Carrie does some scheduling. But if there are issues, say, with men serving or men issues, then me and Abram or the elders will, will actually be over that and we'll get involved and we'll, we'll work out and we'll meet with them. And so, um, yes. I, I, for us, it's worked great. All the elders agree with it. As long as they're not usurping that spiritual authority over the man. So I think you nailed it. What? No extra comments? <laughs> no extra comments. I'm going to let you do the next one. Then. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's pretty it. simple. It's pretty straightforward. You know? Uh, and then, I mean, the question comes up, women preachers. Well, what do you mean women? Pre- I mean, there's some, man, some solid, I sent you one. Of, her oh, name yeah. is Verna. She's like 85, old school, fourth Pentecostal man. She brought down heaven. She brought it down. And so, see, she's not my spiritual covering, but just like I can glean something from my mom, glean yes. something from my wife, I glean something. You know, you can learn from people, uh, but she's not my spiritual covering. And so, I don't have a problem with women if they're preaching, as long as they're not teaching and then teaching men usurping the authority over the man. Right. So, there's, you know. I come from more conservative background yeah. where. Um, I think, yeah, it's to the point where a woman doesn't come up to pray. A woman is not on the stage. Um, it's to the point of just, just being prideful, male chauvinistic in a sense. Um, and you can really oppress women in that type of a church. And I don't think Westside is what it is without many women who are vital in uh, the operation of the day-to-day, you know, in ministries and other areas. And uh, if you look at Jesus and his model of ministry, there are many women in his caravan who served alongside, I believe, with him. And he got a lot of criticism for that. So um, pastor mentioned that there were some who left when, you know, when Maddie was appointed. And and, I knew they would. And he knew it. And and the the common thing with with those individuals are critical hearts. Absolutely. and so we, 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 like you said, we can see it coming. Yeah. Um, however, I think most people, most of you in this room, um, you understand, you know, the heart 
of our church is to be as sound as we can biblically, mm-hmm. but let the spirit of God do what he wants to do right. here, right? And so I think with Maddie, for sure, that was a God thing. Oh, I, we, so, I, if I got into the story of how God confirmed yeah. it, it'd blow your mind. It would. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, I get a text at 6 3 in the morning from the Marlowe's that yeah. said, oh, we have family emergency. We can't leave. What do you mean? We're starting. <laughs> we start at 9. Yep. And so Madeline and Eric said, okay, I can lead and we can help. Eric said, my voice is out. Completely. So Madeline had to run the whole, all the services, sing mm-hmm. all the songs. I got six different text messages. I think we found a person. 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 Yeah. Ran it by the elders. And God just completely he did it. Just, just said, here's who I want. Yeah. And it was, it was, and there's more to it. There's more there's to that more. story. I don't, I can't, some of it's a little personal. Um, I don't want to expose people and things like that, but it was, it was so obvious that this is who God wanted. And I remember in Lancaster, you guys hear blessing. This guy was loud too. He didn't make it very long, but he came out and goes, why do you let her pray? Like, what, what do you mean? Why do I let, why, why is she praying up on what? And of course you scored the scripture, women should not pray. And of course you got put in context and, yeah. and fully exhausted. But so the worship singing the last song, can't pray Ooh. while I'm coming up. I mean, you see, we can get so legalistic that you have the spirit of the law, which you think, but you miss the heart. Your heart is hard and arrogant yeah. and critical. Yeah. And that's what we see in, in, in these people all the time. There's nothing wrong with having questions like, hey, I don't mind the question. I had to struggle through the question myself for a while, ran it by the elders and different things. Um, but there's nothing wrong with questioning. It's when the critical spirit, because that critical spirit is always questioning. And I've dealt with that before, any of you? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're questioning everything. And, and I, I don't think it's healthy. So, all right, next one. Uh, do crosses count as graven images? Why or why not? I would say. Um, I already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I would say no. Um, initially, because of the simple fact of this um, in the Bible and, and what it's referring to when it says you shouldn't, you know, fashion images or or make these idols or types of images that you worship. Right. We don't worship the cross, do we? No, we Remember. worship Jesus. Right. So. It's a symbol. It, it shows us, it points us to the one who hung. Now, the cross was a very common thing in that time, right? Um, and, but we, the significance for the, of the cross for us is because Christ hung on the cross for us. So we don't worship those graven images that you see in scripture. They were, they were worshiping those things. They were sacred. They were elevated beyond what they should be. Um, but we, for, in, in you know, our context today in Christian context we don't worship um you know the cross in a sense so that's that's what i would say pastor but yeah. do you have anything you want to add I would to just that add to it. i mean the, the image of the cross this is a lot of when i studied a long time ago so i'm hoping I'm, I'm but they would make you know the sign of the fish of course and that was you know fisher of men and the great fisher jesus christ and then it became the cross was a symbol for christians um and also in exodus you shall not make any graven images nothing in heaven or in the earth or below the earth in the water and you worship them. So that's the whole thing. If you're making, here's my, here's my idol. Here's my carved image to worship it. God even actually told them uh, when they crossed through the Jordan with Joshua, take 12 boulders and build a wreck this monument. So you can remember, remind your children what I brought you through. So again, it's the heart. If it's just a reminder, the cross is a reminder of why we're here of his Jesus's death. We don't worship the cross, but it points us to God then we don't look at it uh, 
like a graven image. Mm-hmm. But you can get into Roman Catholicism yes. where Jesus is still on the cross. Mm-hmm. The, the necklaces and, and they held Mary full of the grace the Lord yeah. is with thee. Blessed are thou among women and the, blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And they do, you know, the rosary 13 times at a funeral. And, and, uh, and, and those things can become very, and that, and, and when I came out of Roman Catholicism, there was a lot of, of, of um, worship to those, carved images yep. or, or Mary, or, and they would pray to those things. They'd be standing right there and praying to Mary, this carved image. So that's more what it's speaking to, but I wouldn't see the cross at all as a graven image talked about in Exodus that we should avoid. All right, next question. Okay, Abram, it's all you. <laughs> How do you talk about premarital sex to a semi-believing friend? He's now, dating a woman, but isn't married to her. Okay. Got you. Semi-believing, I, will, I would find out <laughs> if he is a Christian, because if he isn't a Christian, then he isn't going to, of course, hold to what, what Scripture says about sex outside of marriage, number one. But um, if he is a Christian, I think it's very you know, clear-cut. You know, the Bible says anything outside, any sexual activity outside of marriage is sin. Okay. Um, and how do you talk to him? Um, it really depends on your relationship with him. Um, if you guys are close, you know, I think even if you're not so close, if God is, is putting it on your heart, pray about how to bring that up to him. Say, hey, brother, I love you, but obviously, you know, you share with me about your relationship, and I just want you to understand that fornicators will have their part in the lake of fire. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> well, but, you hit the nail on the head. It's about timing. Timing. And, you know, you don't just rush right in. It's about timing. But you do share, hey, you know, here's what the Bible says, especially if you're a believer, yeah. you know, a genuine believer. A lot of times people who say they're a believer, but there's no fruit. Yeah. You have to start at the, the problem is the relationship. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. That's it. So they're going to be acting out in ways that aren't pleasing to him. So it's, it's kind of pointless to tell an unbeliever they need to be acting like a believer. Exactly. You have to, get to the heart of the issue, literally. Exactly. That's, that's what I would just focus yeah. on. Just, um, and then just lovingly say it, speak the truth in love. If you find out he is a brother in Christ, you know, uh, you, you, you are obligated to a sense to speak the truth in love. Um, so, um, yeah, if, if God will make it clear to you, um, just timing and just pray about it and just trust God. He'll show you. Twelve more questions came in that aren't up there, so... Try to go a little quick. All right, next one. Uh, is drinking alcohol considered a sin? What mm. makes it sinful? Is there a time and a place for it from a biblical point of view? You, um, you know, it, it, it's an interesting topic because it's one in which I personally believe, and I, when I used to study a lot more of this, is, um, you know, the wine we have now, I don't think they had 12% volume. Even Jewish now, Jews will add water even to this day. And so I think it wasn't as strong. And so obviously it was allowed, but it's not wise in the lives of many people. And usually 9.9.9% of the time, those who ask this question to me are those who struggle with it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find a, a loophole somewhere. Those who have no problem, like I know people, they go here. They can have a six-pack of, of IPA in their refrigerator for three months. Nope, they don't ask me this question. They have no problem. They enjoy it now and then. I mean, if I had that, it'd be tempting every single day. Mm. You know, one turns into 12. So can you or should you? You know, it's, it's back. To, so biblically speaking, that's why I think it even says wine and strong drink. There's a, there's a difference, a difference. Yeah. So biblically speaking, a person can enjoy that from time to time, 
if they don't have an issue, if it's not addiction. I just had this conversation with someone who thought it was okay, and they had, you know, a couple glasses every night or mm-hmm. big IPA, and you're feel eight percent. You feel? Give that. me a break. Yeah. You're not. You're not feeling that. You're, Come on. You're saucy. Who are you playing games with here? So as soon as you start to feel mm-hmm. that. And see now that now you just lose you just lose the feeling of the spirit You're, you you you, you just turn over you turn to now to a different spirit yep and so now this is going to begin to control you and you might be able to ha- handle it now and then but the enemy's just looking for that one time yes. to take you out and so um, and because of all the destruction it's causing uh, ask your spouse too ask them hey do you think I you know have it too much they'll be honest with you um, so I would just say, be very careful. Those who ask this question and try to find loopholes are usually those who are struggling with it. Those who have no problem with it and they have it from time to time, it's it's not a, it's not a, it's not an issue. They 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 know biblically you you can if it doesn't influence you and you're not you know you're not feeling it then um, it's allowed but uh, not recommended. I think that would be good. You can never go wrong erring on the side of of just abstinence and avoiding it. I agree. So next question. Oh, you guys are. <laughs> Jira, did you do this one? Here's, here's a tough one about this. Um, oh, well, I mean, the short answer would be, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sin. But is it a sin that Christ can't forgive? Because in the Roman Catholic Church where I was raised, it was, you know, you commit suicide, yeah. you're, you're going to hell. And so it's tough because I've, I've met with, I mean, even Lancaster, I met with a guy, we had lunch next week, uh, took his life. He's a Marine. And that was really hard on me mm-hmm. trying to understand uh, too much to drink. Um, others that are on medication, they just, they just snap and they grab the, the gun. And, and so it, it, it's, I wouldn't say, and biblically support, uh, biblically support it where we know that Christ died for all sins. Amen. So we, this is why it's tough because we don't want to recommend this. We don't encourage it. We don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to leave. I don't want you to answer this question with a question mark and not know for sure where you are because a lot of people that who do take their life don't know the Lord. And so you give false hope. Yeah. But if a Christian, a moment of despair and desperation takes their life, did Jesus not die for that? What about if you die looking at pornography and have a heart attack? Huh. Are you going to hell? What about if you OD on too much alcohol? Are you going to hell? So you see, we can see that it is, I believe it's a sin, but is the sin covered? Is the person struggling? And and just as, and I don't know, you know, some of you can't relate, but when you talk to people, when they're going through something and they're on maybe a medication, which I would recommend being very careful with medication because often the adverse reactions are worse than what you're actually struggling with. And they just snap and in a moment of weakness and they, they just yeah. grab the gun. And, and so I don't see how that's sending them to hell if the blood of Christ covered them. Amen. Uh, same reason you just yell at your wife, you cuss her out, you get in the car, you hit somebody and you die. What, are you going to heaven or hell? So see, it's not the, the, that sin because we sinned. Now, some will teach you have to repent of that sin. Again, Roman Catholicism. Uh, but again, if it's a genuine believer, that's what I'm talking about. In a moment of weakness that fell, I believe the blood of Christ covers that. Amen. But I don't encourage it. I don't tell people that, oh yeah, you know, no problem, because you really have to, you don't know where their heart's at. Mm. It could be, a lot of times, yeah. it's, it, they don't know the Lord. It's really sad. We live in a day, too, where um, we're seeing um, countries making moves towards assisted suicide, yeah. too, um, where it's becoming more and more common. Um, 
And so we, we have to be the church. We have to, of course, be filled with the spirit of God to 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 be able to discern, you know, when someone's there. OK. And um, and pastor said that he, you know, you visited people and, and I've known people, too, who have taken their own lives. And and there's so many different variable, you know, circumstances in that. But I agree with pastor. The main thing when you are dealing with someone who is feeling suicidal is is to point them to Christ, to make sure that they have, uh, you know, a relationship with Christ, try to share with them the gospel. And, and, um, but yeah, we, we're living in a time where it's suicide. You see, when you remove God from schools, when you move God from, you know, society, what that usually leaves is a void, right? And um, so people are thinking, well, if I just evolved from, you know, an ape or, you know, what is this all for? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is the purpose of life? You know, so we're seeing as society is unraveling, we're seeing suicide and depression and all these other things skyrocket. And so this is why Jesus said that we are the light of the world as the church, that we have a mission uh, in this, in the present day that we are in. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that God has allowed us to minister in a time like this because the dark in the night, the brighter the light shines. Amen. And so I know um, maybe someone's watching this or will later and, you know, you're feeling and you're having these thoughts. And a lot of that is sometimes demonic. Yeah. I don't know about it's not the right path. It's not. So we uh, we definitely know that Jesus has covered everything. Uh, his 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 blood has taken away the sting of every sin for those who are in Christ. However, um, it is, it is sin to, yeah. to take your own life. Absolutely. Next one there. The scripture give any room for making deals with God. If so what scripture, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I remind of let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've prayed Lord, um, if you do this, you know, if you want to supplant this church and I'll see it through, you know, and yeah. so I don't know if that's a deal. I, I think it would be the motive behind it, the yeah, heart true. behind it. Like, yeah. all right, Lord, if you do this and I'll do this. Okay. That's, that's not good. That's not a good heart. You know, it's just kind of, well, mm. all right, Lord, you do that, then I'll do this. But if you're asking, you know, Lord, if you, if you do this, if you bring my spouse back, I know some people are praying for, yeah. if you pray, if you bring my spouse back, Lord, I will commit. I need to find myself in church. I need mm. to be, be more solid with my kids. And so I, I wouldn't use the word deal, I guess. Mm. Um, I think, I think there's room for uh, asking God for confirmation. Yes. There's room for asking God to show himself and, yeah. and, and you'll respond accordingly. Yeah. So I hope that helps. I think it's a matter matter of the heart. Yeah, I think know. about Gideon too. Like yeah, he, he, he put out a fleece, and David, when the child was conceived from you know adultery, he he fasted, he sought God, and he asked God to spare the child. And I don't know if that's in the same um, category of, of a deal, but um, often throughout Scripture we see people petitioning God or, or asking God to do something. Yeah, and, the uh, deal. The deal is what throws it a little bit, making a deal. You think like yeah. a car salesman. Yeah. You know, hey, Lord, if you do this and I'll, I'll, do I'll, this. I'll, I'll get in the mission field, Lord, if you make me a millionaire. Yeah. You know, well, that's not going to work. Not, yeah. So I think it's the issue of the heart. It's the mm. petition. It's request. And, uh, you know, the whole picture there. Next question. Oh, I know who asked this one. <laughs> How can you say Jesus is God when the Bible says Jesus prays to the Father and Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. 
I believe that they are separate, that Jesus is the path to the Father. Okay, for this, we've got some scripture we'll put up there real quick. How's that sound? Sounds good. Uh, let's put the first one. I don't, oh, we've got all three up there. Jesus said, verily, verily, I tell you, before Abram was born, I am. He claimed to be Yahweh, the great I am of Exodus 3.14. So with that statement, he's saying, I am God. Yeah. Uh, even though he never said those exact words, I am God, you can put all these together. Mm-hmm. When I am, I am sent me, you know, I am the great I am. Mm-hmm. He was making himself out to be God. Uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we behold the only begotten of the father, full of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. And so we see in John that the word became flesh. Uh, why were they attempting to stone Jesus? They said, for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claimed to be God. Mm-hmm. That's why he was killed. Yep. But the question is, it's a good one, There, and it's the complex teaching on the Trinity. Yeah. Because we see God, here, O Israel, your God is one. But even in Genesis, he says, let us make man, Elohim, mm-hmm. the plurality of God, let us make man in our, our image. And then we see Jesus baptized, the Father spoke, the Holy Spirit descended, uh, and the New Testament, these three are one. And so um, to me, it's, it's not too complicated if I don't try to go outside of Scripture, understanding that it's one. And theologians call it the Godhead with three persons mm-hmm. of the Godhead. But we don't think of persons because God is spirit. Those who mm-hmm. worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. True. But there's three distinct Persons of the Godhead, God reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they are separate, but one. Jesus came. It wasn't God on the cross. And that's what oneness Pentecostalism or modalism will teach, that, that God died on the cross. God was not in heaven. It's Jesus only. They only baptized in the name of Jesus. And that, that is a, that's just a wrong, uh, a wrong thought of theology, especially if you look at all the different scriptures. Definitely. Jesus, uh, Pastor, you nailed it, but... I was reading this more in John 10. He says, I and my father are one. He said it. And um, like the scripture just said, they, they, they got stones. They were getting ready to stone him because in that statement, he was making himself equal with God. He was making himself God. And the Bible talks about in Philippians 2, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And um, Jesus, he was worshiped as God received worship. God said, I will not share my worship with anyone he, um, you know, when Thomas, when he revealed himself to Thomas, he says, my Lord and my God. And, and uh, the title Christ, it means the anointed one. It means God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And so as Pastor mentioned, yes, it's, it's the Trinity. And if anyone in here understands it completely, I want to talk to you. You know, <laughs> the hypostatic yeah. union or, uh, you know, if you understand all that it is entailed in the Trinity in God and, and didn't hypostatic man. union is fully God, fully man, fully man. And so. it had to be the pure blood of Christ divinity to die on the cross, cross. to cover the right. It couldn't be mere, mere man. Uh, and uh, so, so when he, when he, re, when he referred to God as his father, it, it was accurate too. But mm-hmm. I want you to understand that was just a part of it's more, I think more confirmation of the Trinity that there's, there's oneness, but there's also distinction. Right, absolutely. But they were equal in all ways. So um, remember when, last thing I'll say, 
when, when um, I think it was John 14, when they asked to see, I forget it was Andrew. He said, show us the father. And he said, it will suffice us until, you know, you're leaving us, yeah, but show us the father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Okay. And so, um, yeah, there's so much evidence throughout scripture that, mm-hmm. you know, of, that supports what we, what we believe here. So. Perfect. Levy, next one. Uh, okay. It's all you. Okay. All me. Do we offer membership? Uh, we tried when we first started, but it's a pain in the tush. Uh, number one. Number two is, biblically speaking, we have no problem with churches that offer membership or have classes. I mean, you can find support either way. But biblically speaking, we didn't really find chapter verse where you have to go through a class and fill out a form. And then on the form, you, you say you're submitting to the elders. And on the form, you say you're going to give your giving to this church. On the form, you say, you know, and, and now you're a member here. Mm. The reason, one of the reasons membership started is to protect the church. Because if the church ever has to apply church discipline yeah. and uh, discipline someone and bring it up to the congregation, they're protected because, hey, you signed off here. You said you're under our covering. Uh, but anyway, uh, any good attorney is going to find a way around that one. <laughs> but um, it, 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 it's a big undertaking because you have to keep records. Who's still a member? Who's off? I want to be off the membership role. I want to be on. You have new, cl- new believers classes. And then do they believe everything you believe? So it's, it's not a bad thing. Uh, we just feel focused that we don't uh, we focus in a lot of other things. And it's all the body of Christ. Um, if somebody's coming here, they've been coming a couple weeks. I don't know if they or a month. They don't need to take a class for six weeks and mm-hmm. fill out a form and sign off. They're they're part of the body if they want to start coming here. Uh, so we the elders agree. We just chapter and verse. We couldn't find it, but again, we're not against it if a church does it. Um, and a lot of times you'll hear churches you, you'll hear this on news or uh, boasting of nine thousand members, even though they have six hundred people coming <laughs> because their member their yeah. their their. Uh, membership is 9,000 over 20 years, Yeah, but that's not their attendance. Mm-hmm. And so that can be a little, you know, you kind of elevate pride a little bit there. And really, you're, you know, you're not that big of a church. You're, you only have 600 people coming in, not only, but, and, and so you can use it kind of if your heart's not right mm-hmm. um, to elevate numbers. Um, are we a 501c3? Yes, we are. Uh, are the bylaws open to the public? They are. You just have to talk to David Thies and he can, uh, get you a copy of those. It's pretty basic um, with the plurality of elders, how we're governed, how we make the decisions, uh, a quorum, you know, when you vote on certain things. Uh, are the financials open? Again, if you talk to David, he's got a spreadsheet, kind of like a pie chart that shows uh, where, how much to administration, how much to uh, missions, how much to outreach, and he's, he's got all that as well. To those who are, you know, come regularly and, mm-hmm. and they're part of the body. Uh, because a lot of times over the years, you know, let me just shoot you straight. 9.9% of the people who ask for that stuff do not have a good heart. Mm. You know, it's, it's one thing to want to know. And I think it's wise. I probably would. But it's that, you know, let me, let me scrutinize everything. Let me look at everything. Let me, and the, the, it's a critical heart. And they, they, they never make it more than a couple months. Mm. Even though they're fine with the financials, they have no problem with it. It's that heart that they want to just nitpick everything. Um, so yes, all that's available. Talk to David Thies and he can uh, get that to you if you'd like to, to look at it. One great thing is, which we are m- lower than I think m- most churches that I've even, I don't even know if, if, if a church, and the reason I'll, I'll kind of set it up for you, we are operating budget. It's what they call where administration costs, 
payroll, you know, everything. We have to administrate the whole building. Uh, most churches are, you know, 40 to 70% of their budget to keep the, the thing going. Well, our goal was to pay off this facility, which we did about three years ago. And our total operating budget on that right now is about 28%. So that's it. 28% goes to run the whole church. That's it. It's low. You won't find that number very low on any other church. But it's, we were strategic. We didn't take on big debt. We paid off the building. Uh, we don't really hire people unless we need to. We've got a lot of volunteers. Uh, and then something where we are different than other churches is you'll see a, a, a chunk out there for outreach. So when God opened the door for the radio stations to get the message out there, getting, we're getting emails daily from all over the United States, for prisons, people, prisoners. How many come in from prisons? I don't know, dozens of letters from prisons downloading the app. So we feel that part of our, our calling is outreach in, in that area for America revival, where another church might have that section for missions. Does that make sense? Another might carve out for a homeless ministry. And so that's just where God has us, even though we have budgeted in all those areas. So, yeah, all that's open. If you talk to uh, David, he can get you copies of it. Uh, Next question. Okay, we're going to go quick because this could be a while. (laughs) What is the first requirement to being an elder or deacon? Actually, there's not a first requirement. There's a list, and I think I, we, we have that up on the screen. You can read through at your leisure. Oh, wow. She put it all on one screen. <laughs> How about you read First Timothy 3 yeah. uh, when you get home? Yeah. But anyway, you can see. So we look for a person who, um, who is, uh, they're above reproach, means they have a good reputation inside, outside the church. They're faithful uh, to his wife, uh, meaning he's a one-woman man, a temperate, a self-controlled. Temperate is even-tempered. A uh, good example of that would be Rick Carr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. If you guys know him, yeah. I'm mean, talking about just, just I mean, I've seen him deal with some tough stuff, and it's just temperament. I'm, I'm working on that one. So, uh, <laughs> temperament, self control, you know, they're controlled, they're respectful, they're hospitable, they're able to teach, they're not given into drunkenness, it's not their, their consistent pattern. You know, they're, they're, they're not a drinker, a fighter, a brawler. Uh, they're not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Uh, he, must be man- he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. He must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. Now, even on this, it's interesting because <clears throat> nobody follows these perfectly. So I, I've known over elders over the years. I was actually called to be an elder. I've only been a believer probably four years, five years. So they probably shouldn't have did it, but it was Calvary Chapel. And hey, you want to be an elder? You're like, yeah. And then a month into this, I'm like, I can't do this because I have to be at all the services and I'm traveling speaking. Mm-hmm. And so I, did, I just re- stepped down. But you're, you're working on some of these things. You know, I wasn't quite self-controlled. I wasn't yeah. quite, you know, and, and, but God's working on these things. So we don't look for a perfect person. We look for a person who has these qualities, but they might be going through a difficult season. Let's say we have one of our elders and let's say something isn't going good at their house. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to step down. Well, no, what's, what's going on here? You know how you can't control. I mean, I, I remember they wanted uh, things came out like Jim Cimbala or Charles Stanley, and their kids are like nineteen. Like, what do you can't? They're growing. They're, yeah. they're growing. <laughs> how, how are you going to hold them responsible? It's yeah. in your own house at a certain age. How are you just letting them like Eli? Just let the sons do whatever, or are you reprimanding even though the kids aren't perfect? And so we just look at the whole person, and, and these characteristics have to be in line. You know, not a recent convert. Um, I would I would say the elder 
looks to me like they should be married and have at least a, a child. Uh, do they know how to rule their house well? Um, and so you can see um, the list there. You can look it up yourself. And that's really what we look for. Uh, we're not in a hurry. Uh, we, we have people I think we've, we've talked about before, and some have actually moved out of California, so that kind of fell through. Others, um, even though your wife can't qualify you, she can disqualify you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. That's true. Because the two are, are the leadership yeah. team. And although the man might qualify, there's a, you know, a lot of work that be, needs to be done on the other side. So I know over the years that has disqualified some guys. Um, other people have wanted it too much, and this, they think it's a position of power, and I'm an elder. It's really a servant's sure. heart. And so looking at the heart, what do they do with no or not right now? Uh, what do they do when someone else gets appointed and not them? We've had people get upset at that. You know, it's like a lot of your heart is revealed. Uh, so I hope that answers the question. That's not, there's not one thing we look at. We just look at the qualifications. And usually you guys, all of us will recognize them as a future leader. Yeah. We, 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 mm. it, it's pretty, you know, it's not just out of the blue. Uh, they don't come in and fill an application. You know, it's, <laughs> it's some we've got to know over the years. We can f- see that God's hand is upon them. Uh, but, you know, they've got to be, you know, especially, I would tell you, temperament, self-controlled, not easily angered, not like controlled. Be, what I mean, it, it, loose cannons. It's in leadership hurt a lot of people. Yes. Because you're, you're a loose cannon. <laughs> so you're hurting a lot of people. And so we, we look at that as well, like how do they react to people or act to people? How do they, um, uh, how do they, uh, how do they handle constructive criticism or how do they handle attacks? Are they gentle and soft and, and choose their words carefully or are they just, you know, just ready to fight, you know, a brawler? Recently, I, King James is a striker. <laughs> Pastor knows of, <clears throat> of a situation. I had somebody threaten to fight me the other day, right? And it was put, it was put to the test, Pastor, oh. because... You're going to only, you know, the old Abram would have said, you're going you're gonna to say that only about one more time and we can meet over here yeah. and, <laughs> and throw these hands. True. But then I remembered this, Pastor. Yeah, true. And then I just, uh, you know, I prayed. And, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. When in a moment yeah. of weakness, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it you know, like, you're not just looking, okay, look, that, no. that, that, you were quarrelsome this week. <laughs> you know, it's the whole, it's the yeah. whole character of the person. True. And uh, sometimes people have had to step down. Um, I mean, I remember I talked to you guys. I took my sabbatical one, uh, a year and a half ago, and I felt like, man, after the election, <laughs> after the just ran the heavens. All, was it ran the heavens? Right, know, that was what? right after, yeah. I don't know, but it was just like, <clears throat> I, I just needed to just, just, just take some time off. Yeah. You know, I could feel it was weighing on me. I wasn't being yeah. gentle and loving, and, and just it was just you know time to just step back and take yeah. a breather. And uh, it was healthy. It was good. Yeah. So I recommend that. Uh, next question. Oh, is that all of them? Of those. Of those. Yes. All right. We're gonna, I'll start at the bottom. You can, I don't know if we should put that texting number up there. We can try one more time. <laughs> I might not be able to get to them all. Okay. Um, how do you arrange or get guest speakers like David Barton to come to Westside Christian Fellowship? Um, <clears throat> I asked. <laughs> uh, no, but it is, it is tough um, because, you know, I don't know if you guys, I mean, it's pretty incredible to get some of these guys. I mean, he, he does, he presents cases with the Supreme court, with the legal team. He flew Christians out of Afghanistan. 
uh, Christian leaders that I know, um, even presidents, uh, Trump and different people would would look to him for advice sometimes and material. All the the top Christian people we follow would look to his ministry for advice on on our nation and, and, and the right type of information. And uh, he was traveling throughout California, and I heard about it, and so I just asked his assistant, and uh, and he was happy to come out and, and just love this church. Amen. And then Ronnie Floyd on Sunday, you guys should look him up. I mean, do you, do you know who Adrian Rogers is? You ever hear him on the radio? Okay, well, Ronnie Floyd was the president of the Southern Baptist Convention after Adrian Rogers. They were friends. And Adrian Rogers, uh, uh, Ronnie Floyd preached a message on revival and the Southern Baptist Convention broke and experienced revival. Wow. Hundreds at the altar. And so Ronnie's his heart has been prayer and fasting and revival. He travels. He's going to Asia after here to go talk to a, a large gathering of pastors in Asia. And so, guys, I, I'm, these opportunities don't come around very often. Oh. I would be here Sunday. Amen. This coming Sunday. And so, uh, but to answer your question, that's what I normally do is I ask. And a lot of times... Uh, people can't. I told Jack Graham, PowerPoint, hey, if you're ever out in California, we'd love to have you speak. So he, he knows that. Um, yeah, just getting to know some of these guys. Jack Hibbs, I mentioned, uh, but his schedule is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And so you ask, and then some of them, uh, when Ray Comfort came out, that was pretty cool. That's if cool. you guys were here, uh, Ray Comfort spoke. Um, yeah. yeah, just praying about it, asking. And we realize, you know, they're men just like we are. I drive these guys to the airport. I talk to them. They're no different. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't, don't put people on a pedestal. Uh, they still got struggles too. Um, so let's see. That was a good one, Bill. Uh, let's see. In the event of a crisis, is nuclear, uh, nuclear war, civil unrest locally or supply chain breaks down? Does the church have a crisis plan? That's the one I forgot from earlier, a couple weeks ago. Um, the crisis plan you know what? We've talked about that. Um, we've had actor shooter training, and we've talked about if a crisis with, uh, you know, I've even looked into generators, mm-hmm. uh, those big cat generators that were very expensive. Um, and the, if, this, if the phone system's down, everything, people, people know, and we've talked about it, maybe, you know, this could be a meeting hub, but then getting over the hill is going to be hard. People want to stay at their house. So to answer the question right now, there's no, uh, there's no, um, crisis plan for the church because a lot of people probably be be tending to their own family Mm. where the church could be open and available, but if phones are down and different things. So um, that's something we need to work through. That's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I like this one. If your wife catches you with pornography, is that grounds for divorce? Well, look at all these heads. Yes. And, well, I mean, it's actually not too difficult because Jesus said, um, if you even lust after a woman, you know, you've committed adultery in, in your heart, which is every man in this room, you know, have, has looked and seen things that we shouldn't. And that's why accountability software is following the Lord, getting the church. You can really, you can really push out that desire because if you're feeding it, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. But if you're feeding on Christ, it's not that difficult. Um, so, but then it begs the question, is it a consistent pattern where you said, okay, I'll stop. And you don't, okay, I'll stop. And I don't, you don't put accountability on, you don't care. You're getting into deep stuff and, and you're just, you're just hell bent on continuing. Then she would have grounds for divorce because it's committing adultery in the mind. Now, if a man, Hey, I stumbled on this. She finds out it's not his pattern. He's repentant. He's willing to work on things. 
maybe leave his phone out, get accountability software, then she would be wise to, to make the marriage work. Yeah. Um, but usually where pornography is a huge problem, usually so is adultery. Yeah. Uh, we're actually dealing with this, uh, a guy who used to come to this church, you know, a month ago, um, yep. not in a good spot. And that led down the road and I've reached out, doesn't want to talk to me. Um, and so I think, you know, can they? Yes. Should they? Well, it depends on the situation. Um, because some people, they're hooked and they're not going to give it up because genuine repentance says, I'm done. I don't want this to continue. Lord, I need help. If you're just sorry you got caught, it will continue. Yeah. And then if she says, listen, we've, we've been doing this for a year and a half. You're looking at these, you know, 19-year-old girls. And we've, I mean, I can't keep putting up with this. You're, you're not sincere. What else are you doing? What else are you untrustworthy about? So mm. she would have biblical support, and the church would probably support her yeah. in that. Mm. We would encourage reconciliation. Yeah. We encourage help. Um, but some guys, you have to realize all stories are different because there might be a, a guy who's a, he's not even a believer. And so you're trying to tell an unbeliever, you need to knock it off versus you need to get saved. Yeah. So you have to dig into that a little bit too. And I've seen a lot of people finally admit they're not even saved. And then once they are, that fixes the problem. Mm. So you're trying to fix the problem, but the heart's still wrong. So it really depends on the person, the individual, what they're, what they're willing to do. Amen. Yep. Thoughts on that one? Or no, pretty, that's, that's pretty, pretty clear. Hmm. How would you witness to someone you just met that grew up to be angry towards the Lord to the point they blame anything and everything on God? Hmm. Usually on these, the best thing is to just sit and listen for a while and understand. I can, I can see how you feel that way. And your demeanor, your tone will be not defensive to them. They won't feel like you're attacking. Yeah, but you know, scripture says this, don't quote Romans 8, 28. <laughs> All things work together yeah. for good brother, <clears throat> because uh, there's deep pain. A lot of people are, and especially what you're seeing, what you're actually seeing unfold. I don't know if you've been watching the videos of the, the, the transgender who met with president Biden recently. You guys see that? There's, yeah. There's a transgender who met with president Biden a week this week and she wanted, he wanted to know what it really means to be a woman. And he wants to give states full control over mutilating children for sex change offer. It's, it's horrific. We, this is demonic. Yeah. And so a lot of these people, they're so angry at God. And the LGBTQ on Facebook, on TikTok, they hate Christians. They would kill us. I'm telling you. Yeah, if it, yep. it, and, and that hatred is because they hate God. So you have to diffuse that. So I meet people, I say, hey, I understand. I remember talking to a homosexual in Palm Springs. I was jogging, and he's checking me out. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, are you new here? I'm like, for 45 minutes, my wife drove by. I said, go ahead, and I'll meet you for breakfast. Out by the tree, like, Nobody, he's crying. Nobody's ever talked to me like this. I just listened, and I told him what the Bible said. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where he's at today, of course. But So, yeah, I would just be, um, just listen understanding. And then, you know, comes a point, you know, I understand that, but did you know, you know, that, that sin causes it? And then you can just yeah. bring in the gospel, but it doesn't have to be right away. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be forceful. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be throwing or, you know, build a relationship and wait a little bit and just see, I, I love just the leading of the Holy spirit because yeah. sometimes he'll tell me to drop the sledgehammer. Yep. I've, I've been here. I, I remember there's a guy, he's mad at me now, so he didn't come anymore. But I said, he kept, he kept coming in the prayer room praying for the same thing. I'm not going to tell you what it is. And I caught him back at that door. And I said, you know what? We, you need to get to the altar and repent and stop the silliness. 
ah, he's got upset, told his wife. And I'm like, well, you, that's what, ha- and guess what has to happen? That. That. And sometimes you got to just shoot them straight. I've been with people in the prayer, just, uh, just recently, there's a lady on the phone and think about leaving the church. Um, and I shot to sh- shoot her straight about her attitude. Mm. And this, this has to change. And she was so thankful. Mm. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. And the people shot me straight. Yeah. So there are tons of time for that. But if it's a new, somebody doesn't know the Lord, they're angry. You just got to, you just got to, you know, kill them with kindness and then work the scripture in. Man, I agree. Being led by the Holy Spirit is. That's the key. <clears throat> and I've learned this too, guys. Some soil isn't, isn't ready to receive. You know, some, how can I, I don't want to say this and seem. No, that's right. You're throwing, throwing uh, your pearls to the swine. Some, that's what the whole verse is about. That's what it's about. And there's different soils. You've, you've heard the, the parables and there's hard soils. And so you can't even plant seeds in those, in that type of soil. So you have to be led by the spirit. And I've learned that I've had to learn because my heart is to evangelize. I'm in Walmart. I'm looking for somebody to talk to or, and um, there's, there are times where the Holy spirit doesn't let me. You just pray. Just, and so that you say, what really? I thought we we're every creature. Yes. And I understand that. God has, you know, infinite knowledge. He knows and he is more concerned with that lost person than we could ever imagine. So we've got to be led by, filled with the spirit. There was times when Paul wanted to go into a city and the Holy Spirit hindered him. Forbade him. Forbade him. And because it wasn't time yet. And so we, that's why we emphasize here being filled with the spirit of God, because it's different in every situation and, and circumstances come up and God is, you know, he is God and he's going to direct us if we are filled with the spirit, if we are open to his leading. So that's yeah, what I would say. Cause I'm sure you have to have had people tell me the program. Wow. You didn't even lecture me. Mm-mm. You just listened. There's times for that. You know? And so you listen and I mean, actually Morgan's real good at this. She's she, led a she lot of people it. to the Lord here. You guys don't know about really, but just listening just and then listen. Bam. Just wait for that time. When God well, says. you know what Roman says, and, you know, and, but that she built that relationship and it's the timing important. is perfect. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, My name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.